Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. It is 8.23 a.m. here on the 9th of April, Easter Sunday. Welcome to the show, Bill 16, Gender Identity. Thank you for joining me. everybody and happy Easter to everybody around the world. It is Sunday, the 9th of April. We have clear blue skies out there here in, in southern Ontario, Canada. It's going to be a mild afternoon as we get into the low teens in temperature, um, which is finally happening, you know, from the cold we've had in the last couple of weeks and all the rain that we've had and that. So if you're out uh, visiting family today, having dinner, um, be safe out there. So I just wanted to go back you know, yesterday's um, discussion um, when it comes to um, Bill C-16 and its gender gender identity, uh, gender uh, pronouns. And you may or may not know um, what gender pronouns are or where to use them or when to use them or or how to use them. Um, Something that, you know, I certainly um, have recently learned about them, never heard of them before. You know, not until, you know, like I said yesterday, it's like, you know, it's just perusing YouTube and, you know, video pops up and uh, thought, okay, you know, what's this, you know? And then learning that it's been put into, into law. So what are uh, gender-neutral pronouns? So gender-neutral pronouns are words that refer to a person without uh, specifying the person's gender. They act as alternatives to pronouns like he and she. And people use these words to avoid assuming the gender identity of others if they don't know it. Guessing the gender of others based on their appearance, their clothing, 
or name may lead to misgendering them. But applying gender neutral pronouns or referring to them only by their name can prevent this from occurring. Well, we could look at their, their appearance. Now, the way they, 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 they dress, you know, not everybody in the LGBTQ community dresses the same way. So how would you know their gender? Or how would you know how they want to be referred as? Because not everybody in the LGBTQ uses the general, the, the gender neutral pronouns. Some of them still go by he or she. They identify as he and she. Some identify as non-binary. Some are, 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 are um, their physical appearance, um, such as, as trans, you can see that they are dressing differently and looking differently. Now, so people use the, these gender neutral pronouns to respect the gender identity of someone um, when they do know it. For an example, someone who identifies as non-binary, a gender or gender fluid may use them or they pronouns rather than he or him or she or her pronouns. And by adhering to a person's pronouns, you can show sensitivity and respect for their existence. You might consider asking a person what their pronouns are so you can address them correctly. And when and where would you do that? I have no idea. So when might you use a gender neutral pronoun? When you don't know someone's pronouns, but still want to refer, refer to them. When you do know someone's pronouns and want to refer to them correctly. When you want to avoid specifying the gender, gender of a person to which you're referring when you're talking about a human in general, and when you're trying to keep a person's gender anonymous. Well, by using those words that they use, you wouldn't be keeping them anonymous unless you were talking to them in private. Now, I don't know if these words 
just made up. You know, so some of the general neutral pronoun, a pro, uh, pronouns such as they is one of the most popular gender neutral pronouns, but some people use neo pronouns. Instead, these new pronouns are words that people have created as alternatives to they to challenge the idea of a gender binary or male or female and, and represent their identities accurately. People across cultures have used unique pronouns to refer to themselves and others throughout history. And these common gender neutral uh, pronouns people use, you know, they, them, there. They is the, 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 uh, the normative plural pronoun of he and she. And it, the phrase they, the phrase they went shopping could indicate that a group of people went shopping together. They can also be the, uh, the nominative uh, singular pronoun, such as the, the, the same phrase, they went shopping. Could indicate that a single person went shopping by themselves. Using they to refer to one person is grammatically correct. You can say they to mention a person of an unknown gender or a person with they, them, their pronouns. They are some examples. I mean, we use that all the time. Now, it's hard, you know, with, with Bill C-16, and, 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 you know, it's like, you know, I ask myself, you know, with the gender pronouns, um, to put it under the, the, uh, the Canadian, you know, Human Rights Commission or the, the Ontario Human Rights Commission, you know, we have the Charter, the Charter Rights and Freedoms and put it and put the use of these uh, gender pronouns in, in into the criminal laws. You know, people may feel that, oh, geez, if I don't use the correct pronoun for an individual, you know, I could be you know, subject to a criminal offense. This may not be true. Good morning. Happy Easter to you. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Um, whether you're on my show yesterday or not, um, talking about uh, Bill C-16. It's about gender identity 
Um, gender pronouns, how people um, identify themselves other than, you know, using, you know, a preferred name. And it's probably easier to, to use the preferred name because people you know, change their names, you know, uh, in the LGBTQ, you know, the, you know, Paul may go by the name Paula, for an example, and that person would want you to address them by their chosen name. Others, you know, when it comes to gender pronouns, you know, um, where did it go now? So that the the these um, gender neutral pronouns, you know, because because uh, when we refer to people, you know, as, as gender, you know, it's it's he or she, um, him, or her, you know, and, and so on. Um, in the LGBTQ community. Um, they they use um, pro uh, gen like pronouns um, such as uh, Z is a common pronoun in the gender queer non-binary communities, and so Z is a study. So so Z is like referring to well, it could be uh, well referring to. Um, him, Zer, could be him or her. You know, so, you know, when we, when we use um, our, our pronouns, um, uh, so the subject pronouns, she, the object pronoun is her, the, uh, Possessive adjectives uh, is her, and the possessive pronouns hers, or the ref or the reflective pronouns is herself, right? Such as he, him, his, um, his, himself, or you know they, them, their, theirs, themselves, right? So, and under the this heading, as is saying using the pronouns what people not everybody in the lgbtq uses these these uh gender neutral pronouns so um z zem zer zers zer self it's the same as they them their theirs themselves right so Bill 16 is and I have it here to scroll down here for a second here. 
Oh, that didn't go far enough. Now, <clears throat> I put it in here. I'll just do a quick search on that because I put it in here. Well, that was the um, the uh, the Senate hearing, so it wasn't. Uh, I was actually watching that um, on the video um, about uh, Bill sixteen. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, this person. Um, he's a Canadian. Um, he is a clinical psychologist. Uh, his name is uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, he's written books. He's a public speaker. Um, professor. And uh, he was really, well, he was in, in, the, in the sights of, of um, you know, arguing um, certain points about um, Bill C-16. And, you know, um, being placed front and center um, on this topic, and, 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 being, and, and, be, and uh, being before the um, federal committee here in Canada um, having a discussion um, about Bill 16 and how it, how it was written and, and, and where, um, you know, using these, these um, gender pronouns, um, you know, they, they, so under the protection of the law, um, putting it in the criminal code, So you know it's it's it has sparked a, a you know a lot of um, discussion and um, you know try to understand you know can can someone you know be brought before you know the Ontario Human Rights Commission you know or brought before, you know, the, the federal courts, you know, if you, I guess it would be going under like, they put it under um, hate speech in the law. They put it under, they put it under section um, genocide. And I'm asking myself, why is it even in these two sections of the um, of the Canadian laws? And you know, then I was asking myself, when and where would I use 
gender pronouns. So under the under Bill C-16, the Canada's Gender Identity Rights Bill. So this bill um, has sparked a national debate. Um, the federal, so it brought the federal laws up to date with already established provincial human rights codes. So this was passed back in, in June 2017. So this bill has become a larger conversation surrounding gender pronoun use, freedom of speech, and the rights of transgender and gender diverse Canadians. And so what, what changes are exactly in this new law? Right, so, be, so the so the bill C-16 added the words gender identity or expression to three places. It was added to the Canadian Human Rights Act, joining a list of identifiable groups that are protected from discrimination. And these groups include age, race, sex, religion, and disability among others. Second, it was added to a section of the criminal code that targets hate speech, defined as advocating genocide and the and public incitement of hatred, where it joins other identifiable, identifiable groups. In a third place, it was added to a section of the criminal code dealing with sentencing for hate crimes. If there's evidence that an offense is motivated by laws, prejudice or hate, and it can be taken into account by the courts during sentencing. So I'm asking myself, how can gender pronouns be put in these three different places. When, if you simply outright refuse to use gender pronouns, is that intimidating? Is that harassment? Does that constitute hate? Does that constitute genocide or public incitement? Does that constitute some sort of um, discrimination? The pronoun usage, does the bill legislate the use of certain language and could someone go to jail for using the wrong pronoun or not using them at all, just outright refusing to use the gender pronouns. In the criminal code, which does not reference pronouns, 
misusing pronouns alone would not constitute a criminal act. The misuse of gender pronouns without more cannot rise to the level of a crime. It cannot rise to the level of advocating genocide, inciting hatred, hatred, hate speech, or hate crimes. It doesn't meet that threshold. And the Canadian Human Rights Act does not mention pronouns either. The act protects certain groups from discrimination, just like the Ontario Human Rights Commission does, just like the, uh, just like the, uh, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms that protects certain groups from discrimination or anybody from discrimination. Now, would it cover the accidental uh, misuse of pronouns? Very unlikely. Would it cover a situation where an individual repeatedly, consistently refuses to use a person's chosen pronoun? It might. If someone refused to use a preferred pronoun and it was determined to, consti to constitute discrimination or harassment, could that potentially result in jail time? It is possible. But, you know, through the process that, you know, that would start with a complaint and progress to a proceeding before the Human Rights Tribunal. So if, if the tribunal rules that harassment or discrimination or discrimination took place there there would be uh, typically uh, be an order for a monetary or a non-monetary remedies and a non uh, so you know a non-monetary remedy may include um, sensitivity training issuing an apology or even a public ban. So, I, I mean, if you're just harassing somebody, you know, because who they are and, and they want you to refer to them as a gender pronoun, as they refer, as they refer to themselves, as they identify themselves, you know, and you're doing this on a continuous basis, this, could bring you before the 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 uh, the, the uh, tribunal harassment. So since all these changes were brought forth by Bill C sixteen. And they do not mention pronouns. You know, page 18, gender-based harassment can involve refusing to refer to a person by their self-identified name and proper personal pronoun, right? So 
like, you know, for an example, Paul is now Paula. And they consistently ask you to refer them as their chosen name. And you continually outright refuse. Or by their proper personal pronoun as referring to, you know, uh, to Z as reference to he. Now, when I was watching this this this, this video um, of of, the, of this hearing of this commission, um, Jordan Peterson, uh, um, a lawyer, um, got to speak that day, and it just seemed to be some of the people in the commission leading this commission, it's like that, seemed to be going off track of really what was you know. Uh, being discussed here and what was being discussed here was these gender pronouns and one of the people in the commission was simply saying you know you know okay so out of respect you know like I said here um, to address somebody by their chosen name wouldn't it just be as easy as doing that well if it's just as easy as doing that why do we need these pronouns gender pronouns now put into the criminal act So where does this even apply? So the Canadian Human Rights Act is a federal act. Its scope includes the federal government itself, First Nation governments, as well as federally regulated employees such as banks and telecommunication companies, railroad, trucking, airline, so on. Bill C-16 really was just bringing the Federal Human Rights Code into accordance with what was what has already been protected provincially. So what's already protected provincially now is bringing it into the to the Federal Human Rights Code. Right, so B, so Bill C-16 addresses most human rights complaints pertaining to the provision of services, accommodations, employment, or the management of public spaces and facilities are made under provincial human rights laws. So the provincial and territorial approaches to gender identity and gender expression And it's, you know, brief, uh, brief uh, summarizes. So the argument here, you know, really by, you know, I think by Jordan Peterson is that simply refusing 
to use gender pronouns. And, and, and being subject to, you know, criminally charged or, 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 or jailed. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's just a really poorly written document. You know, when we already have laws in place, you know, for discrimination, you know, whether, you know, it's, 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 um, it's hair, um, it, it's, it's dress, you know, people, you know, we all don't dress the same obviously, whether you're part of the LGBTQ or not, you know, trans may dress differently, you know, where, where the way they wear their hair, makeup, clothing, whatever the case may be, you harass, you intimidate, you assault. And that goes for anybody, any gender, you know, you're subject to the full extent of the law. And then I asked myself, you know, when and where would I even use gender pronouns? I was not I never taught gender pronouns, like as in not like outside of he, her, she, him, you know, in that in that case, but The other uses of like Z and Zer, when would I ever use that? You know, and you know, they say, you know, when in doubt of somebody's identity, ask the individual, how would you like me to refer to you to address your identity? When am I ever going to do that? People of the LGBTQ, you know, um, still go by he or she. Or be addressed as, as him or her. Not everybody in the LGBTQ, you know, agree with Bill C-16. And why, you know, um, so the three places, you know, where they put it, so, so why would they put gender pronouns, you know, under this, under the section of the criminal code that targets hate speech? You know, defined as advocating genocide in the public in public incitement. Why would they put it under uh, the criminal code dealing with sentencing for hate crimes? How is it a hate crime?
for not using gender pronouns or referring to somebody as their chosen name. That's absolutely ridiculous. And this is the argument that Jordan Peterson is trying to make. You know, under the, you know, when we look at, um, the, the, um, the, the, uh, charter rights and freedoms, you know, equality rights, section 15. Equality before, under the law, and equal protection and the benefit of the law. Every individual is equal before and under the law and has the right to, to the equal protection and equal benefit of the law without discrimination, and in particular, without discrimination based on race, national, or ethnic, origin, color, religion, sex, age, or mental or physical disabilities. And section two um, does not prelude any law, program, or activity that, that has its um, object of these conditions, disadvantaged individuals or groups, including those who are disadvantaged because of race, national, or ethnic origin, color, religion, sex, age, or mental or physical disability. And section 15 of the charter makes it clear that every individual in Canada, regardless of, of race, religion, national, or ethnic origin, color, sex, age, or physical or mental disability is to be treated with the same respect, dignity, and consideration that means the government must not discriminate on any of these grounds in its laws and programs. So it's already in the charter. It's already in, in, in the Ontario Human Rights Commission. Why is it now, but where, why was it placed in those three places what I just mentioned to you? It doesn't constitute hate. It doesn't constitute genocide. It doesn't in in uh, include. It doesn't constitute um, incitement. Or public incitement. So. And so. Um, so the courts, you know, have held that section 15 also protects equality on the basis of other characteristics that are not specifically set out in it. For an example, this section has, has held um, to protect or, or prohibit discrimination on the grounds of sexual orientation, marital status, or citizenship. 
and the Supreme Court of Canada has stated that the purpose of Section 15 is to protect those groups who suffer social, political, and legal disadvantages in society. Discrimination occurs when a person, uh, because of a personal char characteristic, suffers disadvantage or is denied opportunities available to other members of society. And at the same time, as it protects equality, the Charter also allows for certain laws and programs that aim to improve the conditions of the disadvantaged individual or groups. Programs aimed at improving employment opportunities for women, indigenous people, visible minorities, or those with mental or physical disabilities are allowed under Section 15.2. So, You know, like in earlier when I said too, when I, when I was reading this other article, um, the, these lawyers, you know, when it comes to identity pronouns that they don't, not by not using them and having them under those three sections that I just mentioned to you, you know, it doesn't even meet those thresholds. Now, what can meet those thresholds is basically, I mean, if you're going to go out there, you know, you're transphobic, you're homophobic, and you're going out there and you're looking for trouble, and you're intimidating, and you're harassing, and you're assaulting, that could constitute as a hate crime. But simply not using gender pronouns doesn't meet that threshold. Now, you know, like for, for, you know, Jordan Peterson, you know, being a uh, clinical psychologist, uh, a professor, um, you know, he's, he, he's being targeted because, I mean, he turned around and said he's not going to use gender pronouns. With his students. Got a lot of backlash about that. So, you know, by putting these things in, in these sections in, in the criminal code and stuff like that, um, compelling somebody to say something or do something depending on what it is. So we'll stick with the gender pronouns by compelling somebody to use these, you know, um, I don't want to get off of this here, but so when it, when it, when it comes to, um, 
freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, compelling somebody to use gender pronouns Well, I have my freedom of beliefs, I have my freedom of opinion. And, you know, like I said, I mean, where, when would I, where would I ever use this? Nowhere. And I'm certainly not going to walk up to a perfect stranger and say, you know, first of all, I have you know, I, now I have two questions I want to ask you. And the first one is, how would you like me to um, address you? Or what pronoun do you use to identify you? And then ask my second question, when would I ever do that? Never. You know, people, you know, let's look for an example. I mean, let's say, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be doing a speech. You've been invited to talk somewhere and you're introduced, you're on stage. How are you going to address that crowd after they're done applauding you? Are you going to say, thank you everyone for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Or are you going to say, thank you, ladies and gentlemen? That might be a mistake. Because you don't know who amongst everybody in that forum may be part of the LGBTQ community and be offended because you said, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That could just be easy as saying, thank you, everyone. Now, and of course, you know, under, so under, you know, like section 15, section two, you know, the Canadians are, are free to follow the religion of their choice. So there, there was this um, article out yesterday and um, It, it, you know, it targeted, it targeted the, the National Hockey League and, you know, prominent players of the National Hockey League um, for Pride Night, you know, wearing uh, commemorative jerseys, you know, in support of the LGBTQ communities. Some players, some teams didn't wear those, these commemorative um, jerseys and players and they're getting backlash out of this from the LGBTQ community 
some members, not all members, but some members. So when it, when it comes to, you know, um, the fundamental freedoms of section two, you know, freedom of thought, they have their, 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 their freedom of, of belief. Well, if someone comes up and says, okay, well, you know what? I have my, my own beliefs, my own Christian beliefs, my own faith. Then that has to be respected. Sure, the people, the members of the LGBTQ uh, can be disappointed. And, and the article went on to say that, okay, well, you know, if, if these, these prominent um, sports players, you know, simply um, refuse to, to be involved and wear these commemorative jerseys or refuse to wear these commemorative jerseys, then there should be a penalty and it should be a large penalty. How, why or how, why would someone even say that? When right in the charter, it says, that you have the three, uh, the freedom of thought and belief, and in, in your opinion, in your expression. Oh, because you don't want to wear that commemorative jersey, you should be penalized for that. You don't want to wear the rainbow colors on your sleeve because oh, you should be penalized for that, and it should be a, a substantial amount of money. No, I don't think so. It doesn't mean just because, you know, they say, okay, I'm not going to wear this jersey or I'm not going to wear this color on my sleeve. It doesn't mean that they're homophobic. It doesn't mean they're, trans, they're, they're transphobic. They have their own religion beliefs and that needs to be respected. It's a two-way street here when it comes to respect. When it comes to, it's a two-way street here when it comes to beliefs. Or when it comes to somebody's opinion. Because we all have a right to, we all have a right to an opinion. And we can express that opinion. I just found out I was reading that article, you know, yesterday, and I just, and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, that's, that's just absolutely absurd that somebody would, would, would actually um, come out and, and, and say that, you know, they should be um, 
you know, so one, so, you know, even like some of the, the, the sports figures, you know, um, and, and in their statement, you know, we carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives and believe that all people should be welcome in all aspects of the game of hockey. We feel that by us wearing a pride jersey, it goes against our Christian beliefs. I didn't silence my phone. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. So, uh, so like I said, so this the statement goes on. Um, it's a little bit further down here. So this individual um, is, is saying, you know, it makes it quite transparent that the National Hockey League's position of pride is strictly a marketing position about the pride and other diversity efforts. You know, these are about marketing the league to, to a diverse audience that will, will buy their products, buy their merchandise. You know, and, and without the National Hockey League actually taking the necessary steps to making the league truly inclusive, this person said. Well, the National Hockey League and, and hockey leagues all around all around Canada, you know, is making, you know, it possible for everyone. Whether for 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 whether it's your race or your ethnic or, or whatever the case may be, to play the game of hockey. So here, here's this statement. The National Hockey League should have consequences for players who refuse to participate in the Pride events going forward to show it is serious about promoting diversity. If the teams, you know, if the teams wanted the players to show up at a Pride night wearing Pride jerseys and, and made the penalties steep enough, the players would be there. That's a ridiculous statement. And made the penalties steep enough? Why would they be penalized? Why Penalized for what? You're not going to penalize because somebody has their own police. And they have the right to exercise their beliefs. It's just a ridiculous statement. <clears throat> it actually certainly is. That was, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> in an article um, that popped up. Um, yesterday, I mentioned it in the podcast, uh, yesterday as, as well. Um, so, you know, like, like I say, I mean, you know, whether it's under the Ontario Human Rights Commission, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, um, the, 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 the federal charters, you know, when it comes to, you know, everyone, you know, um, for your rights and stuff like that, 
Well, and like I said, you know, I don't like, I mean, I don't know anybody um, in the LGBTQ plus two or, or whatever, how they have it written. But anyways, um, how you're going to identify somebody from the LGBTQ, I don't know, because everybody looks like we don't look the same, but we, we look male and female. They may not be want to be addressed as that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with anybody being part of the LGBTQ. It's just when you start pushing the limits, you know, having those pronouns in the criminal code, they don't belong there. They're, they're, they're already, you know, you know, for, for the, everything, everything is written, you know, in the charter rights and freedoms, everything is already written in, in the Ontario human rights commission, when it comes to gender and race and sex and so on, it's already there. And this was the argument, you know, of, from Jordan Peterson, like I said, you know, of it being of these of these gender neutral pronouns being placed in under the criminal code of Canada. Under the three headings that I talked to you about. That was his argument. It didn't change nothing. They've been placed under those three categories that I mentioned to you. You know, I mean, it's simply, you know, I mean, just because, you know, you refuse to use a gender pronoun, you're not going to, you're not going to go to prison for it. You know, that's just like saying, if you don't, you, if you don't wear a commemorative Jersey on pride night, you know, out of respect for the LGBTQ, is that, does that constitute a, 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 a criminal act? No. Does it constitute penalties or monetary penalties? No. Does it, does it, does it reach, reach, reach the threshold of, of public incitement? No. Genocide? No. Doesn't reach any of that. It's a poor, it's a poorly written bill. It, it, it just simply is. It doesn't, they don't need to be in, in those, those sections uh, of the criminal code in Canada. To accommodate, sure. We'll accommodate the LGBTQ and we're going to put these, 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 the use of these pronouns under the criminal code of Canada just to make you happy. It's not going to go anywhere. It isn't going to constitute anybody going to prison because they outright refuse to use gender pronouns. You know, 
people who, you know, like for people who are in, in, in positions of, of teaching, you know, a teacher, a professor, you know, you know, they could be subject to sensitive training, you know, whereas, you know, that could, that could happen. You know, if you just outright refuse as a teacher or a professor to use a, a, a gender pronoun that the individual is, is asked you to do, or, you know, use a, use a chosen name that they want you to use, right? Oh, got a question here. Have the truckers got their money back yet? What are you talking about? The so-called Freedom Convoy, Karen Carnival slash protest last year? Is that what you're talking about? No, and they're not going to. See, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain something to you. See, during when when uh, the, the the GoFundMe uh, campaign was going on, and then it was determined, and also determined by GoFundMe that there was a uh, you know act of of of, of violence and, and uh, discrimination and and so on and harassment. Um, they pulled the funding, right? So people got their money back. Um, same thing was give, send, go. So what happened was, so what happened at the end of the day, the federal government um, invoked the Federal Emergency Act, uh, which froze all funding, right? There's something like five million dollars um, sitting in escrow, so the the the, uh, the courts are holding on to that money because there is a class action lawsuit of something over three hundred and fifty million dollar class uh, class action lawsuit against the organizers of that so-called freedom convoy slash Karen carnival. <clears throat> Of like that, so um, yeah, no, <clears throat> um, no, they didn't, and, and they're not going to. Okay, because um, you know, like I said, I have my opinion. Everybody has their own opinion, and it's like that. And it was blatantly clear that it became, you know, an occupation and not a protest. And there's those; those are two; those are two different things, right? An occupation, an occupation is something that when you hold hold on to ground and you're refusing to give it up, that's an occupation. A protest is when you're going around and you're holding your signs of what you're protesting about, and then you go home. You don't set up bouncy castles. You don't set up hot tubs. You don't set up stages for acts to come out, you know, come out and see the bearded trucker. You know, that's not a protest. 
okay? And you don't use objects such as large vehicles and other sorts of objects to barricade yourselves. Okay, and you don't use large objects such as vehicles and vehicles and other structures to uh, uh, blockade a, a major crossing between Canada and the United States or any other infrastructure. That is not a protest. It became apparent. Uh, it, it, it became apparently um, illegal very quickly. And when and when people and when when people are are walking around and defacing or or jumping up and down on the tomb of the unknown soldier. And, and, and defecating on the war memorial. That's not a protest. Intimidating, harassing, impeding, violating other people's rights is not a protest. So no, they're not getting their money. Never going to see it. So I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming out this morning. Uh, take your time out here. Easter Sunday. Go out and celebrate Easter if that's what you do. And enjoy the day. It is going to be a really nice sunny day today here in southern Ontario. It's going to be on the mild side. It's going to be nice out there. So people just get out there and enjoy the day with the family, the kids, and have lots of fun. And thank you for, like I said, thank you for coming out in, in, uh, this Sunday morning. Back to work tomorrow. I only had Friday off because it was Good Friday. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, generally, I do not do a show throughout the week evenings because of my schedule um so um hopefully back um out on the weekend i actually matter of fact i actually do have um next friday off because i have an appointment that i have to go to um so i will be able to do a show next friday morning and i will post that up on podbean um, in a little while. So again, go out and enjoy the day, celebrate Easter if that's what you do and, uh, take care and thank you. Be safe.